All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. The Avalanche complete this road trip in perfect fashion. A 5-1 to one victory over the Detroit Red Wings. So that makes it four in a row for the road, five in a row overall. Like we said before, the Avalanche are clicking. A lot to get to in this game, and we'll also look forward to tonight's game against Chicago and the rest of this week as well. Locked On Avalanche coming right at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us over on our YouTube channel, over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And why not subscribe to our subtext as well, uh, where you can talk one-on-one with Mr. Shaggy and myself. So... Um, all right, we'll get to our sound check a little bit later, and as uh, the game against Chicago, which you have to fee- feel be feeling good about going into that game. Why? Because the Avalanche just had maybe their best road trip in quite some time, as they finish off all four games with a five to one win over Detroit. Got off to a little bit of a slow start in this one in the first. Uh, but once they picked things up, it was just, uh, I, you know, it was almost like the 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 1980s uh, Olympic team mm. where like like the the second to last game, the, the game that everybody remembers, you know, the the uh, against the USSR and they beat that game. And then the, the final game is more like a footnote. Yeah. And, you know, it's like once you got over like the Canadian games. Uh, you just kind of felt really good going into Detroit that they were going to take this thing. And even though they got off to a slow start, they just kicked it into high gear. And that was all she wrote. Yeah, it was it was a slow start, but there were little periods in especially the passing that things look really crisp, like the taser laser to start the game off. That was just beautiful. Yeah. And that was a lot of precise precision passing. And then things got muddied up. And it was farther on in the game, especially in that second period. I mean, the Avs eventually went on to put up two in the second, two in the third. And you could tell there was this separation of the Avalanche started clicking and Detroit started realizing we have nothing again to stop this Avalanche team. Like, uh, it was that Miko ranted in goal to top everything off at the end. There were three Red Wings chasing Nathan McKinnon. Like, it's kind of they, the norm right now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was puck chasing at its finest. And it was one of those we last year we talked to Billy Huso a lot. Yeah. And seeing what the Avalanche did to Billy Huso. It's just a a really good breakdown of what a how the Avalanche kind of looked a month ago when everything was going wrong. And seeing a team that the Avalanche just picked apart. They didn't blow them out like Montreal. They picked them apart right. and just kept doing what they were doing, believed in what they were doing, and it eventually paid dividends. Yeah, I just go back to what we have been saying. Um, like it's it's almost like they they found themselves on this road trip. Yeah, 
And, you know, we just use the term like this team is just clicking right now. I didn't have any like massive concern after that first, not only because like the score was, was tied, right. Cause I think Chicago got one back in that first. Yeah. It was, it was one to one. And I wasn't seeing it like, Oh no. Like even though they, they didn't play all that well in the first, they had just come off a back. Like they're playing three games in four days. Yeah. And you've, you've had a lot of travel, but you've, you feel good about how you're playing. So I didn't have concern about, how that game was was gonna like continue to progress, and and I think that's where we are with the Avs right now. They are they are a confident team. It's not like you have like individual players who are confident. You do you have that, but as a a collective, yeah, like you are feeling really good about how you are playing. Which is we've said it before. I don't think they care specifically where they finish in the standings. They just want to keep this what's going on right now continuing into the playoffs but you have those guys that are playing like individually playing well you said three guys are chasing nathan mckinnon around uh, nathan mckinnon i i know he's a superstar in this league and, and i know and, and i retweeted something that was on uh, the nhl network and how they were talking about it like, you got connor mcdavid who's number two and and the conversation like started i think it was uh, jackie redmond who threw it out there is like yeah nathan mckinnon and they were, and I think it was EJ Raddick who was on. I said like Nathan McKinnon. I agree with that. And then you had Kevin Weeks say, "I'm gonna go with you know the same team, different guy." And he picked Kale McCarr. And I just bring that up to say like, if if Nathan, I want to like focus on the Nathan McKinnon part because I kind of just feel like if he didn't miss, he didn't miss a ton of games, but the way he's playing right now, he is as confident as I've ever seen him. And, and not, not that he's never been confident in the past. Clearly he has been, but he has the confidence now of like, if I need to take a game over, I can absolutely do that now. And yep. nobody is going to stop me. And I think after winning the cup, Nathan McKinnon's kind of switched into this other gear because you asked me, I can't remember who asked in the mailbag se uh, segment we had a couple weeks ago, will Miko and or Nathan McKinnon hit 100 points this year and of course i said no at the time because mm -hmm. injuries were happening all the time it still yeah. are but i didn't anticipate nathan mckinnon hitting this gear nathan mckinnon <laughs> is he's got the stanley cup he's crossed that off the list sure now he could do these things with his game that he doesn't it's not that compelling, like, I got to get the cup. I got to get the cup. Yeah, I know. Yes, mean. that's yeah. the drive. But now he can finally go chase that 100 point season. Let me go get these little accolades. Let me turn it up a notch because <clears throat> I've proven I'm the caliber player that can win a Stanley Cup. So I have separation on Connor McDavid in that regard. Now I could go start cleaning up on all these other categories. <laughs> and you could see it in the way he plays. It's not just Nathan McKinnon doing Nathan McKinnon things. He's got this look in his eye, like absolute confidence, like I can do this. And he is precise and like a surgeon when it comes yeah. to how he's performing. And yes, Kale McCarr is also reaching those, like when Weeks, he brought that up. I can agree with that. But Nathan McKinnon is just as hot as they come. It's crazy. Right <laughs> it's almost like, and, and I, I'm not in his head, obviously, but you know, like when, when you succeeded and you, like you said, you got that championship, you're not as afraid to maybe go out and make a mistake or something yeah. like that. I mean, he's made a ton of them. Um, but 
you don't have people kind of breathing down your necks like you have to stop doing that. That's hurting your team. It doesn't hurt the team. He won a championship with the team. Now he can like take some chances and you know, and and I just feel like he's kind of playing more free. And and that's a dangerous thing for the rest of the league because he doesn't have to just to worry like, oh, if I screw this up, you know, I'm still gonna have that monkey in my back. Like, does this play prevent us from winning the Stanley Cup? He's won the Stanley Cup. Now it's just how many can he win before his career is over. But uh, I, I just love the way that he's playing right now. I love how this team is playing right now. Um, I think, you know, we'll get into the the, the stats for, for next segment. But what was the – because the shots on goal was pretty – Yeah. 16 to 6 in the first. So as a team, like you see them, all right, like let, let's, let's regroup in the first intermission and then they held them to eight in the second and then detroit had 10 in the in the third but you see the the adjustments being made um a lot of it was on defense because all of those concerns we had earlier in the year maybe halfway through the year of like avalanche really aren't scoring a lot they've got their scoring touch back yes so not like fine like all like you you've had these moments where there's like pockets of things that aren't working for the Avalanche. If it was the defense was okay, then they weren't scoring a lot of goals. If they were scoring a lot of goals, they were giving up a lot of goals with the go- and and now now it seems like the focus has been on defense. And with that Ottawa game, yeah, that you let them come come back, but I thought they played a good defensive game in that game too. Not their best, but it was a better one. But I just feel like everything is coming together perfectly for the avalanche right now and their defense is looking good as well and like when you mentioned earlier about not being worried after that first period i had that same moment when i was ticking down the final seconds of that first period i look up at the scoreboard and i see it's 16 to 6 and that goal that Yorgiev led up to the red mm-hmm. wings it was kind of it was not the greatest looking goal and you're like right. great but then you had this confidence going into the locker room and coming into the second Yorgiev stood on his head he mm-hmm. did exactly what you're supposed to do and you said the d- defense is shoring up. So is your give. It's one of those, the defense starts playing better. Confidence, it spreads. And yeah. this whole team starts believing in it. And now you have that confidence that we talked about at nauseum last year. And at certain times in the season, like you never feel like the avalanche are out of it again. Right. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> you had that confidence in, yep. in the game against Detroit. Uh, we are the better team and now we can, can show it and we'll prove it. Uh, we'll get to the game against Chicago because we can't be overconfident. No. Cannot be overconfident, especially in this league. Uh, but we'll so we'll talk about uh, that and the game against Chicago. Uh, but we'll get to stats in a little bit more uh, with this game as well. But first, we are going to hear from Athletic Greens. And uh, as you start getting up there in age, like like I am, Kyle. Not not so much. A little bit. You're you're behind, but you're. I've you're, lived a lot of life, Chris. <laughs> Uh, you start feeling uh, that you need some some help and with, with your gut health and uh, everything that's kind of like important to you, including your, including your nervous system and your immune system. So why not jump on the Athletic Green One bandwagon? And what is it? It's one delicious scoop of AG1 in a, a glass of water, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right and the special blend of ingredients supports everything that I was just mentioning, the gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and yes, even the aging. Everything that is important to you and its health, its lifestyle 
friendly, uh, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs, so there's no nasty chemical taste or artificial anything. And it costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health. So it's cheaper than your cold brew or coffee habit. And you're getting all of the different supplements in one nutritional insurance. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. And it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. And that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, sir. So uh, kind of back to to this game um, against Detroit. Uh, we'll dive into kind of like the, <clears throat> excuse me, the basic stats here. Abs, yeah, outshot uh, by the Red Wings, 34 to 23. Um, with the exception of the first, though, didn't really, didn't really feel like Detroit no. was, was peppering uh, Georgiev with all like these dangerous shots. They, they really. It felt like desperation. Them... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was just trying to get shots on on goal to see what happens, and that's fine. That's kind of what you want to do. Um, but the Abs, I thought, good, did did well, clamping down, not letting like uh, you, you know really good or opportunities in, in terms of like rebounding come back Detroit's way or anything like that. I, I just thought it was a a good another good game plan. Make them shoot from the outside, clean up, and and just go about your business. It was. It, it's so weird looking at that number to me because it just doesn't seem like it was even, it was that far apart in that it didn't seem like the, the Red Wings had 11 more shots on goals than the Avalanche did. It's it's because that second period really where the Avalanche continued with their game plan because they believed in it more than Detroit going in and going toe to toe against each other being tied at the end of one it's one of those that going into the locker yeah. room we got to keep this up we got to keep going Detroit felt like the only way to stop the avalanche is to kind of get in their heads and make them feel overwhelmed. And it became the other way around. Colorado just really kept doing what they did from the get-go and overpowered them, even though the shots and a couple other stats don't favor the Avs. But honestly, it was all avalanche from really beginning was. to end. It's so odd. Like if you were just to, to look at this like stat sheet, someone who didn't watch the game and they just, Look at that! Like, wow! Like, I'm surprised this was five to one in, in in favor of you know the Avalanche because yeah, shots on goal they were less. Faceoffs, I mean, yeah, all Red Wings, sixty three percent to thirty seven percent. The Avs were one for three on the power play, um, including a shorthanded goal by uh, Lars Eller, um, and that <laughs> and that's yeah. Go ahead. The wackiest goal. I'm telling yeah, you, Lars man, Eller. He I is. He is getting good at these wacky goals. Bizarre. Um, the little tap in from the other night and this spinner Rooney trick <laughs> shot. I don't know what that was, but that going in, it, it you know, it goes back to our previous point of the stats being out of whack. If Detroit didn't feel overwhelmed, Huso put up a good game and he was doing really good with the saves 
but the defense was so all over the place, being overwhelmed by the avalanche, they left him out to dry for all five of those goals. I think this just shows you um, that why, like, how remember like, we were saying against Ottawa, even like the ads were up, it was five to two, and and but you could see the the mm-hmm. the skill there in Ottawa, and they came back and they made a game of it. And and Detroit is in that crop with Ottawa of those teams like kind of on the verge. But just based on these two games, and that's maybe a horrible thing to do because you have a whole season to go on. But just based on these two games, like wh- where those two teams are at this point in the season, kind of kind of going in opposite directions. Detroit is just is, is falling. And I thought they were going to have a really good second half. I really did. Because I, I just I, I like their team. They're, they're a young team, obviously. They will get there, but the difference in the the you know being down and and needing to push to to try to get back into the game. Ottawa had it. Detroit really didn't. And That's... I don't know if I, if Detroit just just gave up, but you can see the difference in those two teams, and you can see the 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 grand canyon of a difference between the avalanche and a team like detroit right now they're still learning how to win and when you're down how to play when you're down it's it's night and day really and you can take you can walk back the steps and see the difference in ottawa and detroit with how they handled the deadline one team traded Mm. in veteran talent one team traded out veteran talent and that team that you saw saturday they're missing some leadership there and you could see that by yeah. everybody swimming around. Yeah, I like I like some of the players that they have. You mm-hmm. know, Dylan Larkin's a great, great captain. He he's great. Um, and then you have it like Mo Sider. Everybody was on on him last year. You know, you know, jumping on the bandwagon like the Mo Sider bandwagon and and rookie of the year and all that stuff. Like he's going to be a very good player. He's kind of taken a little bit of a step back this year. Kind of like the sophomore slump, if you want to call it. So I think you know you. you you have to get over all of that stuff for them. And they're they're as young as they are, I think people put a little bit too much pressure on them to really, you know, be a team to take that that next big jump. And like a lot of people are putting them in the playoffs. Like they, they've been out of the playoffs for too long. You know, they've made all these moves in previous years and, and drafted well. Now's their time. And sometimes that happens, but you know, sometimes it takes like look at look at the blueprint that you know a team like the Devils did. Yeah, the Devils drafted well, made some good moves, and and now after you know after a few years, they're finally hitting their stride. So I think people put a little bit too much emphasis that Detroit could do that now, and the team that I saw that that played just against the Avalanche, man, like nope, it, it I I was wrong on them, and I I was one of those people that were putting them into the playoffs, like not not in the top three. I was putting them in a wild card spot at the beginning of the year, um, and I was a little bit let down by kind of what I saw there because they have talent. Clearly yes. they have talent. They just need now. It's the experience that they need yep. because I keep, it's just odd that we played those two teams back to back and you saw one team who's kind of like on the way up and Detroit who will get there eventually, but it's almost like they're phoning it in already this year. I was a little bit surprised. And it's, it's one of those that you, see what you have you have great pieces but you don't have a great team and that's where detroit is right now and it's one of those that it could be a quiet process and they approach mm-hmm. it in the free agency because hey colorado's got free agents who knows who's going to be wearing the sweater next year 
they might also be in Detroit because, you know, there's some guys on the bench that know Colorado really well. Yeah. So it would make sense that they start a, attacking in the free agency and a completely different team next year. Yeah. And, and they had a brand new coach this year. Yeah. So, you know, so, sometimes that takes a little bit of adjustment period, obviously. So look at what the avalanche went through first year with Jared Bednar. That's been well-documented and the following year they were in the playoffs. So, there's something there for Detroit. I just thought it was going to be a little bit better of an overall season, but it doesn't look like it's going that way right now. Yeah, the pizza's not done yet. The crust is still gooey, but that <laughs> the little something's cooking in Little Caesars Arena, but it's not done yet. <laughs> um, and I, I do want to bring up before we take a, another quick break is you know the the numbers as far as you know time on ice look a little bit better, and you're you were rolling lines a little bit easier especially in that third. Um, but you did have Alex Newhook, you know, kind of on that bottom line again with uh, Galchenyuk and Nieto. The, he did get 10 minutes um, this time around. Talking about Alex Newhook, Galchenyuk had the lowest. He had 739. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Avs keep playing this way, mm-hmm. is there any way Alex Newhook gets out of that? I don't even want to know if it's the doghouse. I don't want to say it's the doghouse, but um, – is there any way he gets out of that that fourth line spot if they keep playing that the, the way that they're playing? And it, in some weird way, I don't want to say it's like a, a demotion to him. Clearly, it is. But if he's going to be on that fourth line and and play better on a fourth line than him pressing when he's on a third or sometimes even a second, why bring him up right now? It it also works two ways. Um, we just talked about unrestricted free agents this is not a place you want to be um you are given opportunities to be 2c and you have worked your way down to a 10 minute shift after getting five minutes the other night on a team that's rolling if you're not contributing to this effort you Mm -hmm. can contribute elsewhere i i don't like i don't think that's that's going to happen it's in it's in newey's mind right now though um, I mean, I'm sure that they're talking to him and letting him know what the game plan is for, for right now. I'm not saying they're getting ahead of themselves and saying for the rest of the year, but I'm sure they talk to him and let him know like what they're going to do. Like, Hey, you're, you're going to center the fourth line right now. And uh, you know, we're not going to send you to the AHL. That's not where we're at with him right now, but I, I think they have to have confidence that like, okay, you, you're going to be centering the fourth line. You need to be the best guy on that line. You have to be. Uh, because I, I, they're not going to give up on him. They're not going to throw in the towel with him. He's 21 still. He just turned 22 maybe. Um, you know, and he's restricted unless they want to trade his rights, which I don't think they're going to do. I think they're going to work with him and give him the rest of the, you know, this next contract, which now they're not going to, they, they probably are going to have to pay an arm and a leg for him. So it kind of yeah. works in their favor in terms of the cap. Uh, That's what I, I know. Also... A lot of people want to throw in the towel on him, but I'm not there yet. He's still young and he's still learning. He's still growing. That's I wasn't meaning as in the Avalanche are giving up on him, but mm-hmm. you mentioned confidence a couple times. Once the checkbook comes out, we'll see who's more confident and if there is an agreeance on confidence because right. numbers can it can matter. Yeah. Yep. Um, because what was he? He didn't have anything only one shot on goal right now he's like the energy line really that's what he's on right now is, is to bring the energy and just don't let anything get behind you right right now yep 
And I think he's doing that okay. So, all right, let's hear from Built Bar. And then uh, we'll get into this game tonight against, tonight against Chicago. Uh, but the Built Marsh Madness bracket is here. And we know that you have a favorite Built Bar or a Built Bar Puff. And now is your time to make it count. So go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorite. And I remember doing this last year. And my pick did win last year, Mr. Sullivan. That was the coconut brownie bar. That one is in the mix again this year. And mm -hmm. if you go to uh, builtmarchmadness.com, you will see how they structured this for every matchup, at least in the first round is a puff bar versus a regular built bar. So for people who don't like the puff bars, they're not going to vote for the puff bars. People who love the puff bars are probably going puff. Where are you going with this, sir? Because, I mean, I know you have your favorites, and so do I. I uh, definitely, this round of 16, this opening round, yeah. it is, I have pushed every puff through. You have, I have really okay. Every puff there, is going some, through some good matchups here. You have the banana cream pie puff against the peanut butter brownie bar. I like the the mint matchup here. You have a mint brownie puff versus the mint brownie bar. Yeah, and the mint brownie puff is a little bit newer. Yes, yes, so it is. That, that that's going to be an interesting. That's going to be one to watch. Uh, the mint brownie bar has a, uh, a young up and coming superstar in their team, which I've heard this is yeah, that could be tough. I got that banana cream pie puff going all the way, baby. Do you really? All right. The one that I have not tried is the maple donut puff. That does sound really good. I got to get my hands on that one, too. So, um, oh, I lost it. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Sorry. I, the ad read just went away because I was too concerned with who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> uh, so when you vote on your favorite favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. And not only that. But locked on fans will win a uh, one locked on fan, excuse me, will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you are there. And you can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Well, wow, all right. Wow. So, yeah, right. So the Avs uh, back at it. I want to bring up their schedule here. Back at it yeah. tonight against Chicago. And this is where we were, you know, saying, you know, the, the Avs have the easiest schedule to really kind of finish out the season. And right now they are taking advantage of it. And, you know, a game like this, I don't want to call it a trap game. I don't really like that phrasing i don't i don't feel like professional athletes really look at things as like a trap game I, come on I, I, Akbar. I like to know that <laughs> professional athletes go out there and and give it their like 100 all especially against the team that they know they should beat. why would you play down to that level when you're on a five game winning streak you know you you have all of these reasons you, you're you're not in first place you have all these reasons why you should not let down why would they you also lost to this team the last time you played them. They beat Boston. So, like, there's so many reasons why you would not call this a trap game. And I know if they do lose this game, people will say that. I don't buy it. I don't buy the whole trap thing all that much. 
Um, but having said that, you do. You have to come out and continue how you've been playing. You can't get cocky. You can't get overly confident. Go out, play how you've been playing. Don't force the issue, and you're better than this team, and you really should be coming out on top of this. Because you mentioned we have the easiest schedule, one of the easiest schedules the rest of the way out. This is garbage time for a lot of these teams. Chicago, garbage. They need something to play for. They need something to hang on the bulletin board for next year. We did this. You're going to get the best out of everyone. Right. Pittsburgh, it's coming up after the Chicago game. They need a win like this. They really need this win. Arizona, same thing. Chicago beat Colorado the last time these two teams played. Chicago is a weird anomaly of a team. Yeah. And you must keep this pressure going because if you hit a bump in the road against Chicago, it can make the rest of the week a little bit more difficult. Yeah, because you got uh what would you, would you say Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. on Wednesday. All three are home, by the way. So you had a, a four, a four-game road uh, trip, which I believe didn't we say when we were going over the March schedule, like that road trip is going to be a big like determinant on you know where things stand and, and look what's happening right now for the Avs. Yep. So you had that four-game road trip. You're back home this whole week, so you got some nice home cooking for the week. So you got Chicago Monday, Pittsburgh Wednesday, <clears throat> and uh, the Coyotes on Friday. And you actually have a a. It's not a back-to-back. It's a home-and-home with a day in between off with them. Then you go to uh, Arizona next week, and then you do have a (laughs) back-to-back because you're playing the very next day against Anaheim. So, like, things are, like, in in your favor. Like, yeah, I mean, you want to win this one because not that – I mean, Pittsburgh's a a good team. They're an up-and-down team. But these games you want to just stake your claim early on. Don't let them hang around. You you were saying – you were bringing up the stats, and Nathan McKinnon is. Le- what, do you have that in front of you? Nathan oh, yeah, McKinnon is leading the ABS, obviously with with uh, eighty eight points. Go ahead. What, yeah, what Nathan that? McKinnon, eighty eight points. The yep. leader for the Chicago Blackhawks would be one Taylor Radish. Come on, with thirty three points. Come on, <laughs> that's fifty five point differential between the two. Wow. So and McKinnon, wow. Miko has forty six <laughs> goals. Taylor Radish has twenty. There is a discrepancy here, right? There, like, there's like yeah. we said the week before the road trip, we're done making excuses for losses. No excuse for a loss against no. Chicago. Zero. No. Yeah. If if they lose this game, it's because Colorado lost this game. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because Chicago can outplay you. No. So I, I don't know. You know, and if people are sitting there saying, like, oh, what would you call the the Boston loss to Chicago? I I, I may I don't know. That's I mean, just how many one of those times fluky Boston things lost? <laughs> yeah, that's one of those fluky things that happen every once in a blue moon, and it happened. So yeah. um, I just don't like. I said I don't like putting the, the trap tag on things, but I think the Avalanche are are flying right now, and they are going to want to hang a, a six or seven on this without a doubt so all right let's get to our sound check and then wrap this thing up uh kyle and i will pick uh two songs that we feel best summarize the most recent game put these songs up on a playlist over on spotify which you can follow just search for loa soundcheck this is volume number two so what do you got for this one sir avalanche versus the red wings love them or hate them i mean they're classic this is a song from Kiss. 
hate them, by the way, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I love them for the novelty. Well, that's um, all they are, really, to me. Detroit Rock City. It's the mm-hmm. equivalent of going like where I came from in Alabama and beating us and then just playing Sweet Home Alabama as you leave. Yeah. <laughs> You're just kind of rubbing their nose in it just a little yeah. bit. And that's what yeah. it that is. I mean, once I like grew up and that novelty wore off, uh, I was like, what, what are Kiss? Like, what, what, what is, like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm Kiss but, Army, baby. Yeah. I, but they did have some, they still do have some like good songs that you like. And that is definitely one of them. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that all day. That is a, a good, just rock song. I will absolutely admit that one. They don't have many of them in my eyes, but that is one of them. Yeah. It was early. That's it. <laughs> that was like their third or fourth album, I think. Destroyer. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was before they went makeup free which people are like put the makeup back on please, please. yeah <laughs> uh for me I'm, I'm gonna go i went kind of the era too like the 70s era and, and kind of focused on the the road that avalanche were on and so i went uh deep purple and highway star I, there was a number of of road songs i could have went with but uh, those solos on Highway, Highway Star, they never get old and they're so technical. And it's one of those things where it's like, how do you write this and how do you put it down and how do you continue to play it and, and mistake free? It's just amazing music and just it's a perfect road song and it's a perfect like in your car just be careful when you're listening to this because you might look down and you're going 115 miles an hour (laughs) that intro is one of my favorites of all time just the growling vocals that just come in one of my favorites it it there was another song that put on here the uh crazy train like that intro is great Uh, this rivals that in my opinion you're 100 right it's one of the best intros it just gets you going so uh, that, that's going to be it. That's going to be our, our sound checks for those. So head over to Spotify and follow it, and we'll come out with two more after uh, tonight's game against Detroit. So the Chicago Chicago game. Or uh, Chicago. I'm sorry. I said Detroit. Yeah. Chicago. I've already got a couple in mind. They just yeah. got to come on. They got to come through with it. So, yeah. All right. We'll be back to talk about that Chicago game tomorrow. But until then, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. So he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Enjoy the game. Go, Abs, go. Go.